Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Today is September 29th, 2021, and our first story... The Democrats have snuck inside their $3.5 trillion spending bill an enforcement on vaccine mandates, $70,000 to $700,000 on any business that defies the mandate. Creepy. In our next story, hundreds of medical workers face termination. Hundreds more have already been terminated for refusing the vaccine mandate. In our last story, YouTube has announced all anti-vaccine videos and channels will be deleted regardless of if it's about COVID or not. The censorship is just getting worse. If you like this show, give us a good review, share the show with your friends, leave us five stars. Now let's get into that first story. There are many things tucked away in the Democrats $3.5 trillion spending bill. One of the things tucked away inside it is a vaccine mandate enforcement mechanism. They could fine you $70,000 or maybe even $700,000 if you do not mandate vaccines at your business. There's a bunch of other things in there, and this is typical of how our government has been working for some time. And that proves to me the republic is broken. It's it's, it's gone. I'm sorry. Earlier this year, when Joe Biden came out and and was speaking to the American people, but was only addressing blue states, it was obvious. Or how about when he recently said, our patience is wearing thin. He's certainly not talking about Democrats who are overwhelmingly vaccinated over 90 percent. No, it's very obvious that the culture war has reached the highest level of governance. And we're at a point now where the only way the Democrats can pass their agenda is by bending the rules and ramming things through. Now, Kirsten Cinema and Joe Manchin, the moderate Democrats, as we're told, are blocking the end of the filibuster. Democrats just say, do it. Screw the Republicans. Force it through. And that just says to me, yeah, we're done. Our border is broken. It's porous. We're being told by people who work Border Patrol, some of our guests on Timcast IRL, that it's an open joke internationally. It's an open, it's an open joke. They, they mock they, 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 they say that we've got Chinese cartels coming up to the southern border. Well, if there's no border, there's no jurisdiction, then there's no country. If the executive branch of the government is mandating things, just ramming them through, there's no legislative process, there's no, there's no uh, separation of powers, then there's no republic. And if Texas and Florida and other states are telling the blue states, shove off, we don't care, and this has been happening, and I don't think it's the Republicans who started it, 
Not that it matters, really. They're basically the same thing as the Democrats. You want to enact sanctuary cities, states, counties, etc. Then don't be surprised when everyone else does the exact same thing. And we see federal authority begin to erode. Now, what happens if the spending bill is blocked? Well, there could be inflation. There could be crisis. We don't really know exactly what will happen. Republicans have already blocked the bill to raise the debt ceiling. Democrats may have to just ram it through with their $3.5 trillion spending package, which just shows half this country, many different states, many cities are being cut out of the decision making process. The left's argument is we're the majority, so we should have a say, but we're a republic with protections on the minority. It makes no sense for New York and California to set rules and laws for Wyoming. That's why we exist the way we do. But this may be one of the most egregious actions I've ever seen in my life. $700,000 fines for willful violations of the government's vaccine edict. But you know what? It'll go through Congress and the courts have no ability to enforce anything against it anyway, even if they said it was unconstitutional. So here we go. What I love the most about this is the Twitter propaganda. There's this viral, uh, there's, a, there's a thread going around where people are talking about how on the right side of Twitter, there's, a, there's like a, a blurb that says, Joe Biden's mandate on vaccines is, is uh, legal according to experts, set in precedent or something. It's amazing. There are law, there's a law professor saying like, how come everybody's getting this? It's not true. Why is Twitter promoting this? Because as we already know, the Democratic establishment, social media companies, they share an agenda, they share interests, and they are subverting the commons and the will of the people. So it is only a matter of time before we finally just stop and recognize it's broken. What happens in 2022 when Republicans sweep? Sure, we see a flipping back and forth with presidents and, you know, with the Tea Party, it happens. What happens when one side just refuses to accept it? It makes no sense for Republicans to legislate Democrat cities and states, and it makes no sense for Democrats to legislate Republican cities and states. All we do now is say the federal government should mandate you do something. How about this? How about you leave me alone? I leave you alone. If New York wants to have mandates, then go ahead. Fine. I'll leave. But that's not what's happening. They are just deciding that it doesn't matter where you live in this country. There is no republic. And as much as people want to say, Tim, don't be so pessimistic. Guys, please, please, friends. When one side is fighting over control of the centralized federal government to enforce their will on other states, no matter if it's red or blue, there is no republic. It's supposed to be that Texas says what's right for me might not be what's right for you. So we'll have a separation of powers across the board. Now it's just the president rules by decree that he just says it. And regardless of what level of power it's coming from, city, state, local or otherwise, it's just a mandate for the land. Sorry if that's a bit pessimistic, but it's what we're seeing. Well, let's read the news and learn about how they're going to be fining employers and destroying small businesses, what this means for the economy. Before we get started, head over to TimCast.com to become a member and get access to exclusive members-only segments from the TimCast IRL podcast, as well as an ad-free experience when you're reading all of our awesome news coverage from our team of fierce and independent journalists. When you become a member, you're helping us hire more and more people. We've got uh, reporters on the ground and we're going to be expanding rapidly. We're building new buildings. We're hiring more people. We just hired more people. Company is growing very, very quickly, all thanks to you. But don't forget to like this video, subscribe to this channel, send the show uh, to show to your friends, you know, share this. It really, really does help. Let's read from the Daily Mail. Biden could fine firms up to $700,000 if they fail to mandate vaccines. 
The Biden administration has included a vaccine enforcement mechanism in the $3.5 trillion, 2,465 page Build Back Better bill, which will enable the government to enforce fines on employers whose employees do not get the vaccine. The mechanism buried on page 168 of the Democrats' reconciliation spending bill will allow a tenfold increase in fines for businesses with 100 or more employees that willfully and repeatedly violate a section of labor law that deals with workplace hazards, of which COVID-19 is now a part. The increased fines on employers could go as high as $70,000 for serious infractions and $700,000 for willful or repeat violations, a sum which can be applied to each instance of a violation rather than a total limit. If enacted into law, the law, uh, the fines could rapidly bankrupt companies whose employees are not vaccinated, in effect, forcing businesses to comply with Biden's inoculation drive. It comes after the after OSHA published an emergency COVID-19 rule in the Federal Register this summer, which added COVID-19 to a list of possible workplace hazards for healthcare employment. Isn't that amazing? Speaker Nancy Pelosi has not yet, not yet announced when the House will vote on the reconciliation bill that includes the new vaccine enforcement mechanism. I suppose our only hope now is Kirsten Sinema and Joe Manchin. We'll see if they hold out. On Thursday, September 9th, Biden announced that companies with 100 or more employees must ensure every worker is either fully vaccinated or gets tested at least once a week or face fines of thousands of dollars. He also demanded that all workers in healthcare settings that receive Medicaid or Medicare reimbursement, roughly 17 million people, must get vaccinated and signed an executive order requiring all federal workers and contractors to get vaccinated. Now, the raise in fines, including in the new bill, formulates the latest part of the president's drive to get 100 million employees across the federal government and private sector vaccinated. Any business that violates the rule can already face substantial fines of up to $14,000 per incident. But the legislation that has been included in the new $3.5 trillion bill could raise the fines for noncompliance 10 times higher with a limit of up to $700,000 for each willful or repeated violation, according to Forbes. Think about what that means for the Daily Wire or the Blaze. They've publicly said, we will not comply. The state is going to come after them, and they are going to have to use substantial resources to fight back. And maybe they'll end up losing. This is, my friends, you, if this passes, and I believe it likely will, I'm sorry. It's a 2,465 page bill. It's not going to be read by these Democrats. They don't care. They want you to live the way they want you to live, regardless of what it's like where you live. Banning guns for people who live in the middle of nowhere and have to fight bears. Okay, you don't really, I'm being a bit facetious, but the point is, it makes no sense. It's just a civil war. Call it whatever you want, my friends, but this is, this is, this is like pre-kinetic civil war, cold civil war, or whatever. Not something we want to happen. And that's why you see people like, you know, Michael Malice or Sarah Silverman saying peaceful divorce or separation before things get bad. That if people can just say, you know what, Texas, you do what you want to do. New York, we're going to do our thing. Maybe that resolves this before it gets really bad. But you think about what this is. Two factions, two distinct cultures fighting over control of a federal government every two to four years. Now you can argue that, oh, we have our own little mini civil war every election, but it's never been like this. Obviously, the civil war has, but I mean like in modern history, in our lifetimes, you've got Republicans and Democrats who agree and disagree. We had, uh, we, we used to have some blue dog Democrats. We still have Joe Manchin, I guess. He's a Democrat. He sides often with Democrats. 
doesn't side with Republicans all as off, that often, just basically obstructs. He's not going to survive the next election. He's going to he's going to get voted out. He's going to get primaried. And West Virginia is going to go full red. That's where we're going. And then you are going to have two different factions trying to gain control of the federal government to mandate their views of life on the other. Now, to be fair, the Republicans are less inclined to do so. Ron DeSantis is not demanding New York uh, have no vaccine mandates. He's saying you won't do it in our state. There will be federal level politicians arguing it is unconstitutional and thus trying to impose their view on other states. I'm just like, at this point, let New York do New York. Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has a over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKSeedKits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. ArcSeedKits.com. You leave me alone. It's not what's happening, though. We are escalating to a point where it's going to be my way or the highway. Now, if Democrats ram this 2,465 page bill through without any Republicans say, and they probably will, what do you think half this country is going to be thinking? They're going to be thinking we are being subjugated and forced to adhere to policies that don't make sense for us. And then what? Erosion. Eventually, some of these people are going to say, I just won't obey. I won't comply. I won't follow this, as we're already seeing with Joe Biden's mandate. And then what? What can the feds do? Well, they can start to single people out and enforce this, but they can't do it for everybody. If if people in Texas just stop believing that they have to worry about the federal government, that the state would protect them, what are you going to do? My understanding is that in Ohio, when it comes to the ATF, Many uh, sheriff departments and police departments have been told not to comply with the ATF, not to work with them in any way. And they're going to follow their own state laws. Texas says the ATF be damned. They're going to do their own suppressors. We're already getting to the point where many states are saying the feds have no authority to tell us what to do. And if, if, if either side wants to push an agenda, I'm not saying, you know, Republicans are more or Democrats are more. I'm just saying in general, if you have two factions and they're increasingly telling the other to telling the other to live the way they want them to, people are going to ignore it. The Democrats can't do anything to enforce Republican living in West Virginia. They have all these mask mandates all over the place. I remember when they had mask mandates in West Virginia, you know, before I think it was like it ended in July. Most places didn't care. They, I mean, many big chain stores were people wearing masks. They still are. But people in West Virginia just ignored it. And that's what I mean. What happens when the government says, oh, yeah, well, if you don't enforce this, then we're going to. And then some West Virginia based company or Texas or Florida just says like, and that has nothing to do with me. I'm not worried about it. I live in my state. That's when things start to fall apart. Either they fall apart. Uh, um, you know, we go out with a, a whimper, not a bang or the bang. Take a look at this. New York state hospitals immediately suspend and fired, suspended and fired hundreds of 
of workers who refuse to comply with Monday's new vaccine mandate. Multiple elective surgeries are now postponed. We are in a worker shortage, a nursing shortage, and they're doing this. No option for antibody testing, no option for, for weekly testing, no exemptions. Just do it or else. The Daily Mail says, hundreds of healthcare workers in the state of New York were suspended or fired on Tuesday after the state's sweeping COVID vaccine mandates came into effect this week, resulting in staff shortages that prompted some hospitals to postpone elective surgeries or curtail services. New York State's health department issued an order last month mandating that all healthcare workers receive at least their first COVID-19 shot by September 27th, triggering a rush by hospitals to get their employees inoculated. On Tuesday, a slew of officials from various hospitals across the state announced that dozens of workers had been suspended or fired, amounting to hundreds across the state. A spokesperson for St. Barnabas Hospital in the Bronx said 98 employees were suspended without pay and only have one week to show proof of vaccine dose before losing their jobs. While Northwell Health, the state's largest medical network, which runs several hospitals, announced that it already let go dozens of non-vaccinated workers. If, if the leftists and the Democrats want everyone to be vaccinated, then why not, if the un, you know, people who don't want to, why don't they just move to a state where they don't have to, right? Just this, this is the separation that's naturally occurring. You know, we, we've, had this, we've had these conversations about secession and breakdown on Timcast IRL, and I try to explain to people it is not about formal declaration. You know, we had the Declaration of Independence from the founding fathers. And so people look at history and then assume that needs to happen. They assume there needs to be a group of, you know, individuals coming out and saying, we're here by decree that uh, we shall no longer abide and we make a formal. No. What happens if one day everybody in New York woke up and said, I'm just not going to do it? Then there would be no enforcement because the people have spoken by their actions. Because actions speak louder than words. The issue is most people will just comply. Now, in some states like West Virginia and Texas and Florida, I mentioned around half might, the other half might not. So it makes it very difficult. In the end, you've got people being like, just do what they tell you, make life easier. And there's a lot of people saying the government doesn't have the authority. And if we walk down this slippery slope, allowing the government to make these mandates and fire private sector workers or punish companies over this, then what? Then the government can just mandate whatever medical procedure they want, whenever they want. Don't set the precedent. Here's this. This is really amazing. Not only are they firing and suspending people, Business Insider reports New York won't extend unemployment benefits to healthcare workers fired over COVID-19 vaccine mandate. That's right. If you choose to say for medical reasons or for religious reasons or for personal reasons, I can't do this. And they say, OK, then you're fired. You do not get unemployment. What's fascinating about this is that the businesses are being fined unless they enforce this. And if you say I have personal reasons, so I guess I'm being fired. You're not considered fired. You're considered to have essentially quit your job, either get the medical treatment or you quit. Now, what about the military? Look at this. Pentagon says that only 97,000 active duty members out of 1.4 million, 7%, are not vaccinated, down from 250,000 one month ago. This is a good example. 97,000 active duty members have so far not gotten the vaccine. It doesn't mean they're anti-vax. Some might just not be paying attention. Who knows? Or I should say anti-mandate. It could just be that many aren't paying attention. Maybe more will get the vaccine or maybe many more will be dishonorably. Well, I don't think you get dishonor. I think it would be an administrative or, or medical discharge. So we're going to lose 7% of our armed forces over this. Yep. It's an ideological purge. That's effectively what it is. Look, 
I think the vaccines are safe and effective. A lot of people have questioned the efficacy because of studies coming out of Israel and things like that. Well, they've already authorized boosters for people over 65 because for, for, for this reason. However, for most people, and we've gone through these studies, there's a variety of studies saying, yeah, they, they, it works. It reduces the likelihood of catching it. It's not perfect. You know, people are like, but you can still get it. Sure, the flu vaccine works similarly. The point is, I don't need to get political on this one. I don't, I don't need to argue the, the efficacy or whatever. Because ultimately, that decision comes down to you and a trusted medical professional. What I can say is forcing people to ignore their own doctors or face termination is the most insane thing I've ever heard. And that's what YouTube is enforcing. That's what the government is enforcing. When Joe Biden comes out and says everyone must be vaccinated, what happens when you come out and say, but my, my doctor said no? You'll get fired. There's no exemptions in many circumstances, in most of them, for medical reasons. In New York, there is no medical exemption on this policy. That means if your doctor says you can't do this, you're fired and you don't get unemployment. So by no fault of your own, you lose your job and you're cut off. This, wow, this is despotism, 100%. Now, here's, here's, here's the, you know, I'm sorry to rain on your guys' parade, but we'll be a little pessimistic. NPR reports, getting a religious exemption to a, oh, I'm sorry, this is actually the, the wrong one. Let me, I think it's this one over here. Lots of people say they'll quit over vaccine mandates, but research shows few do. That's the one I wanted to pull up from today. Many people have said that they will, they, they, they won't get the vaccine. They refuse this and they do it. That's why the mandates happen because they work. So right now we can hear that 175 employees in North Carolina are being fired. And people say, so what? There's 35,000. Yeah, all the rest just comply. Well, there you go. The authoritarians are in control. You who have complied with it are just a peasant. You're rabble. We saw the Met Gala. We see the rich people flying on private planes, not having to be vaccinated. They don't even need passports, to be completely honest, being how rich you are. We've seen no masks. We've seen the servants carrying the dress for AOC. That's you. You're the servant. Revel in it. Now, maybe most of you don't live in these blue uh, cities, but if you do, that's what you are. Congratulations. It's the Hunger Games. You are voiceless. They ban you on social media. You must cover your face while they flout the rules, do whatever they want. And what can you do about it? (laughs) Silly rabble. NPR says, Surveys have shown that as many as half of unvaccinated workers say they will leave their jobs if they're forced to get the COVID-19 shot. But in reality, few of them actually quit. That's according to an article in The Conversation, a nonprofit news organization that covers academic research. Researchers looked at companies that have vaccine mandates in place and saw that so far only a fraction of workers leave their jobs when it comes down to it. In other words, vaccine mandates are unlikely to result in a wave of resignations, but they are likely to lead to a boost in vaccination rates. Hey, authoritarianism works. Wow. Remember that South Park episode? At the end, they talk about how so long as people keep giving in to terror and censoring images, terror will work. And Comedy Central bleeped the whole thing they said. It was funny, proving the point. People are spoiled. Here's the way I see it. Would you want to be buck naked in the middle of the woods? Probably not. But that's the state of, 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 of life before technology and before other people grant you things. How many of you built your own homes? I'd be willing to bet almost none of you did. Some of you may have. 
You buy the land, you buy, you buy the materials. Well, how many of you actually got the materials yourself? Ah, uh, yes, zero. Unless you're that primitive technologies guy or you are a true outdoorsman, I would say overwhelmingly most people rely on other people to get things for themselves. And it's because of this, because of this big, big network, human civilization, we're able to have tremendous wealth. So I can find a house that already exists and say, I'd like it. And I can hire someone to fix it, to, to do improvements and things like that. But the reality of the world is having nothing. So what happens is people have their little apartments in New York. People have their $50,000 a year jobs, or maybe even less in some nursing profession, nursing positions. And they say, the crumbs that I get are better than living in the woods. Well, there you go. You have no leverage. If you have no willpower and you like the money, then you have zero leverage. You know, I, I thought I've thought about this for a long time. I've written songs about it. When you have the, the, the state, the machine making mandates and dictating things and taking your money, taking your tax revenue, waging war with it, and you sit there and say to yourself, but I couldn't find a better way to live. And thus, I accept that Apple has basically slave factories where people are walking off buildings, you know, Foxconn, where the U.S. government takes the tax revenue from me, the work I do, and uses it to wage war and killing civilians and American citizens. And my life's too comfortable for me to say anything else. You know, I mentioned this before, Fast and the Furious 4, Fast and Furious, where the bad guy says, give them something to lose and you own them. And that's you, the working class. You are owned. If you would not sacrifice anything for your principles, they own you. And there you have it here with NPR showing it. Check it out. Houston Methodist Hospital, for example, required its 25,000 workers to get a vaccine by June 7th. Before the mandate, 15% were unvaccinated. By mid-June, it had dropped to 3%, then 2%. A total of 153 workers were fired or resigned, while another 285 were granted medical or religious exemptions, and 332 were allowed to defer it. The situation seems to be playing out in New York, too, where fears of the mandate for healthcare workers have prompted officials to prepare for possible staffing shortages. But even there, the mandate appeared to force an uptick in vaccinations because they own you. You are you are effectively property. I hope you enjoy living on your knees. Me, I'd rather die on my feet. So the way I see it, you and I'm speaking specifically to the people who have capitulated to the mandates. You're, you're saying outright, you will cave to the machine and do as you're told. Now, again, as I've stated, how, how do they get you? Well, because, it's because the vaccines are fine. There are a lot of people who believe there's a you know, grand conspiracy and there's a boogeyman. I don't think so. Worst case scenario, I think the, the, these big pharmaceutical companies want to make a ton of money. And that makes sense. And they've got ad revenue and they've got lobbying and they, they've got, you know, they spot, there's corporate sponsorship for, you know, effectively corporate sponsorship for politicians. So they want to make money. And that could be a big component. But I've, I've looked at the data and I, even, even the frontline doctors, you know, say that, uh, uh, you know, masks are fine and recommended. And I think when you look at the vaccine data, there's certainly um, risks, as the CDC points out. But for the most part, it's just, a medical choice you should be making that shouldn't be forced upon you. But you see, this is what they do. They offer you up something that's not that big a deal. It's not that big of a deal. You get the vaccine, you'll be fine. Okay. And, and it provides protection, whether you're at risk or not, whether your doctor recommends it. And then you give in. And when you do, 
they gain substantial power because so many of these people are spineless. What comes next? Social credit scores, the passport app. They're already doing it in other countries. I had someone email me from Chile and they sent me this image of their passport. I don't, I haven't confirmed it, but they said you need to have a health passport. China's doing it. We're going to start seeing it pop up everywhere. In order to implement it, however, they need people to comply. There's no, in, in my opinion, this is not about the vaccines, you know, or, or whatever it does. I, honestly, I think there is a legitimate case people have where they're like, people should get vaccinated. Sure. Have you seen the price of gold lately? It's hitting all time highs. And when it comes to investing in gold, check out Noble Gold Investments. They have a track record of excellence that's second to none. Just look at their thousands of five star reviews on Trustpilot, Google and the Better Business Bureau. Customers rave about their knowledgeable staff, smooth investment process, and life-changing results, which you can see for yourself online. That's the kind of reputation you can count on. But it's not just about the reviews. Noble Gold Investments truly care about their clients. They take the time to understand your unique needs and goals, and they give expert guidance every step of the way. That level of personalized service is rare in this industry. Look, when it comes to securing your financial future, you can't afford to take chances. Go with the gold company that has earned the trust of countless investors. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com slash Tim Pool today and discover why Noble Gold Investments is the only choice for smart, secure gold investments. Or call them at 877-646-5347. Again, that's 877-646-5347. But, um... To go beyond just someone talking to their doctor and getting advice seems strange. Why? There's an opportunity. If most people have the vaccine, then most people will say, well, why do I care about a passport? I already got the vaccine. We saw it from Reason.com, where one of their writers said, if I had to choose between a place with a vaccine mandate or a mask mandate, I'd choose the vaccine mandate because I'm already vaccinated. And that's it. It is not about the vaccines being bad. I think they're great. The issue is get enough people to have it. Then when you say vaccine passport, most people are like, what's the big deal? I already got it. I don't know. Just two seconds. Why hassle myself? Well, how do you get more people to take it? You force them to do it. Otherwise, you destroy their businesses. The suffering is the point. Social credit scores come next. And that's probably why they're burying this in the spending bill. I think you know, we're, we're, we're being strangled out. The economy is being strangled out. It's likely to get worse. Jamie Dimon says JP Morgan has begun to prepare for potential U.S. default because the Republicans and Democrats don't, don't agree. But I will tell you this, my friends, the Republicans may have blocked, you know, the, the raising the debt ceiling. Actually, I think I have it right here from NBC. Senate GOP blocks bill that would fund government and suspend debt limit as time runs, at, runs short to avoid shutdown and default. What's going to happen? The Republicans are going to man some concessions in nonsensical and meaningless areas. They're going to be like, we want this bill or this appointee or something. And the Democrats will be like, yay. And then they'll say, okay, good, do it. And then we'll narrowly avoid default. But I do think a lot of what we're seeing, there's a potential that Republicans just say, no, we're not playing because there's too many populists in the Republican Party pushing back. But I doubt it. The Republicans aren't going to do anything. They're going to be a speed bump from de- for Democrats, get very little of what they actually want, and then we're going to keep moving in this direction. The future, in the next few years, we may see the economy recover somewhat, but it's changing. It's shifting. People don't want to work anymore. We have the, the, the Davos group saying the Great Reset, realigning what people are, are driven by. And you know what? I don't care for the authoritarianism. 
But I do think people need to realign what they're focused on, what they care about. Material possessions? Nah. You want to own stuff? You want to buy stuff? You want to make stuff? Well, how about personal experience? How about you find fulfillment and smelling flowers and just sitting back and looking at the stars and reading and learning? That's something we desperately need. And we've become a materialistic culture. Now, this is changing due to the pandemic. But what's the end result of the social credit score system? I don't know. Excising dissidents? That's probably it. You take a look at China and the way they live. The people are scared to speak out. Their doors get welded shut. They get pulled from their homes. And that is the direction we are headed. Interestingly, of all the places you'd, 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 you'd not expect this to happen in, Norway has lifted their COVID-19 restrictions. I believe Denmark and Sweden are also, you know, Sweden never really had them. So in these countries, things are already returning to normal. Although the CDC is now saying they have the highest travel warning for Norway. I believe the U.S. is headed towards Chinese-style state capacommunism. Capitalism, it's, it's not capitalism. It's certainly not communism. It's some kind of weird authoritarian cyber system. We need a better word for it. We can't just keep looking back to 100 years ago to come up with concepts for what's happening. What we see in China is state control of their, their market systems. You must be a part of the party. And then they allow some capitalistic systems to, to persist so long as they have rigid control over it. So it's a hybrid. It's like authoritarian centrism, I suppose. They have complete control. They call it communism. They allow investment firms to operate, but they have control over everything. And if anything deviates from the system, like Jack Ma, he was a billionaire. Now, where is he? He said some negative things about the party and then gone. That's what's going to happen in America. We're going to have vaccine passports. We're going to have social credit scores. That's really the end goal. It's not just going to be a card you have that says you get the vaccine. It's going to expand beyond this. Fully vaccinated. What does that mean? Well, it probably means all vaccinations on the schedule, not just COVID. Eventually, that's where you will find yourself. I think about social security cards. You know, we just have registration numbers of the government. Well, your kids will grow up in a world where they have a mobile app attached to them, and it'll be normal. I remember talking to my grandpa about social security cards, and he said it was crazy. The idea that you'd have to have a government registration number on you to work somewhere. Wow, it was just nuts. We, we, we take it for granted. We're like, that's normal. So what happens? Five, 10 years, 20 years, some kid born today is going for his job. And they're like, so I'll need your, your, your birth certificate, um, your social security card, your, your social credit, uh, your, 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 your ID passport. What happens if they just say, I just need your ID and your, your, you know, your credit check Vera Plus system. And they pull out their phone and they scan the QR code and it pops up in the system and they have everything on this person about everything. They jaywalk, they cross the street. It's going to be like, uh, you ever see Justice League or read the comic Injustice? People are going to be scared to do anything. You will live under a boot forever. And the main problem with this is, well, we don't want people breaking the law. Sometimes there are laws that are broken and it helps. Notably like slavery, for instance. In order to end slavery, there needed to be widespread sentiment challenging the law. It was legal and freeing slaves. Those people were criminals. Isn't that crazy? Well, what's going to happen when the authoritarians want a system similar to slavery and there is nothing you can do to speak out against it? Why? Are you dissenting? Well, that's misinformation. 
Social credit score goes down. Better keep your mouth shut and fall in line. Eventually, people are going to lose their minds. But this is the the direction we're going in. Businesses being fined upwards of $700,000. What business can handle that? You've got 100 employees. Okay, sure. You know, you may be having, you're you're definitely having revenues over 700K, but your profit margin, 15, 20%, maybe if you're lucky. And then they say, we're fining you. And then your business is shut down and all those people lose their jobs. The suffering is the point. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up tonight at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcastirl. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. New York is fearing a healthcare worker shortage, so I can't think of anything smarter for them to do than terminate hundreds of healthcare workers for not being vaccinated. And we're seeing this happen basically all over the country. In North Carolina, we saw 175 healthcare workers terminated for refusing to get the vaccine. And we have this big story. Legacy health workers refusing COVID-19 vaccine prepared to be fired. Between 400 and 800 healthcare workers applied for medical exemptions and were denied, which means they'll be fired. I think it's really funny. One of the smartest things you can do during a pandemic is be like, we're going to terminate all our healthcare workers, especially during a labor shortage and a nursing shortage when you're already seeing nurses walk out the door because they're like, I can't handle these hours. So the only thing I can say is, is this sabotage? We're, we're, we're in a pandemic. There's, there's a, a, a disease killing people and you're going to fire frontline healthcare workers. This doesn't make sense to me. Unless it's some kind of ideological purge, you know, we're seeing police officers, firefighters, uh, military officers all resign their jobs, quit their jobs. It's like an ideological purge, I guess. I don't know. It just seems strange. And it definitely does not seem like this is about COVID at all. So I put out a tweet saying firing hundreds of nurses during a pandemic is very smart. And of course, you get the typical response from the establishment shills like, (laughs) you think it's smart for healthcare workers to be working unvaccinated? And I'm like, "Uh, antibody test? How about that? Antibodies, according to uh, several studies, are quite effective at protecting you against COVID, as most antibodies are when you develop some kind of immunity. And the CDC has already said that about 80% of individuals have some level of immunity. That came from CNN.com reviewing a CDC study of like 1.3 million blood tests. Okay, so if we've got around 80% of people have some immunity, mostly due to the vaccine. So, okay, great. Good news vaccine. We've got Studies showing that antibodies can protect individuals and more so than, than the vaccines. But they do say when you have you, you get them combined, it's even better. Sure. But still, natural immunity is great. And then they don't even offer up the option for an antibody test or negative test. I have to wonder what the real goal of terminating people from their jobs who are not vaccinated really is. And you know what it sounds like to me is a ideological purge. I'm not saying I know that for sure, but it's certainly the result of what's happening. You know, you don't got to get hung up too much in who in conspiracy theories to be like, whatever it is, certainly there will be an ideological purge. If people have religious issues and they're like, I won't do this. And you say, don't care. Okay. Then it is only the people of that religion being purged from these businesses. That sounds like institutional religious discrimination, I suppose. But what's the end result of this? Well, imagine all the conservatives and all the individuals uh, uh, leaning right or, you know, not liberty minded individuals who don't want to get don't want to be forced to undergo medical procedure. 
they're going to be removed from their jobs. They'll likely leave urban centers, and that will dramatically change the landscape of how elections happen in this country. It will change which political faction has access to resources. And I think ultimately it's going to skew everything slightly left in a very strange and dramatic way. So we have, we have several of these stories I want to go through. But we also have, I think it's, uh, um, let, let me pull this up, Daily Mail. Nine in 10 Democrats say they've been vaccinated, 68% of independents and 56% of Republicans. Think about what that means. If they're terminating people based on their, their vaccination status and vaccination status falls down party lines, you're going to see the empowering of many leftist personalities and Democrats, or at the very least, they'll keep their jobs. How will someone who's unemployed be able to contribute to the candidate they like? You see, it may be indirect, but that pressure exists. Let's take a look at this story from KATU. They report Portland, Oregon, less than three weeks remain for healthcare workers in Oregon to get fully vaccinated against COVID-19 or risk being fired. Now, let me just slow down there a minute. Fully vaccinated. What is that? Is that uh, does that mean one shot, two shot, third booster shot? Well, the booster shots apparently are only are for only for people over 65, but we're seeing that roll out. Will that be fully vaccinated? Hmm, maybe the state is mandating all healthcare workers be fully vaccinated by October 18th. Several workers within the legacy healthcare system say hundreds of employees were alerted Monday that their COVID vaccination exemption requests were denied. Quote, I am holding the beliefs of my faith according to being a Bible believing Christian and what I hold dear to me as a Christian, Arnhild Espino, a registered nurse at Mount Hood Medical Center, said. Espino is one of the employees whose religious exemption was rejected. She's been a registered nurse for decades and is now facing a possible firing. Coleman Nagy's religious exemption was also denied. He works as a respiratory therapist at Legacy Emanuel. He's worked in healthcare for decades. Oh, these heroes of the front line. Fire them. That's right. According to Nagy's denial email, Legacy Health is determining whether to approve COVID-19 vaccine exemptions based on two measures, consistency and specificity. The email says the exemption work group believes there is no ideal way to determine a sincerely held religious belief and therefore used consistency, whether or not the person had recently received vaccines and specificity, if the religious belief listed listed is clearly against the COVID-19 vaccine to determine exemptions. Nagy's letter reads, your request was carefully reviewed and your request for religious exemption was denied because the information you provided does not meet one or more of the criteria. We do not live in a country where you get to choose my religious beliefs. So I think these individuals should file a lawsuit saying, well, basically that. Why should a working group determine what is or isn't a religious belief, especially if you're a Christian? Do you think this working group is going to be able to tell you anything about the Christian religion? Of course not. I can't I can't go a day and I'm not a Christian. I can't go a day without seeing some some uh, anti-Christian leftist type personality completely misrepresenting the religion. Well, but you've already gotten the vaccine. So therefore, this isn't about vaccines. Who said it was? It's about right now in this moment. It's about individual circumstances. If I say I believe something, who are you to tell me otherwise? So I think they should sue. I think they should win. You don't get to tell me what my religion is. The Oregon Nurses Association is also calling out Legacy Health, saying the blanket rejections are bad policy that further impact that staffing shortages at hospitals and will ultimately impact quality of patient care. Across the state, 
Oregon's registered nurses have a high rate of vaccination over 80%. However, it is also true that a small number of nurses have legitimate reasons for filling exemption requests. Ona statement reads, Ona believes that hospital systems must take these exemption requests seriously as required by state and federal law. In a statement sent to KATU, Legacy Health defended its decision process, saying Legacy has completed a thorough review of all employee requests for medical or religious exceptions and has shared decisions with nearly all employees who requested an exception. Legacy's number one priority is patient and employee safety. In anticipation of the potential impact to our staffing, Legacy has developed a series of contingency plans across all our facilities to minimize the effect on patient care. Sure. We heard that from Kathy Hochul. Her statement was, we'll bring in the National Guard if we have to. The state is, is mandating private institutions terminate their employees. Y'all can just sit back and accept it, I guess. This is where we're going. They're going to say, Espino has decided to fight back. She says somewhere between 400 and 800 employees got the same rejection email Monday. She doesn't believe the health group truly looked through each exemption request, as it said. They're telling us they're taking this great care, individually reviewing each one of our requests, but yet we all receive the same form letter stating that our exemption has been declined. Since she can't appeal the exemption work group's rejection, she's instead appealing the exemption process. I believe that my body is a temple of the Holy Ghost, and I am therefore a product of that, Espino explained. By putting something into my body that wasn't meant to be is defiling my body. Now let's just play some simple logical games. The, the hospital saying, huh, but they got other vaccines. Are other vaccines mRNA vaccines? Do you know the beliefs of this individual and her faith leaders? You don't? You're just assuming all vaccine means vaccine? What if her specific request is, I don't like the mRNA vaccine? It's different. What if she says, I cannot defile my body unless it is uh, approved by my specific uh, priest? Now, of course, I know many left are going to be like, that's dumb. They're going to say, why do you get to ignore science in favor of religion? Well, because of the First Amendment and because as much as I can say, I like the scientific method, the scientific process. I think it's brilliant. And I certainly am not a theist. You can't tell people what to believe. You are not the arbiter of truth and morality, and you don't get to make those decisions to act like there is no nuance and that any kind of medical treatment is the same is just wrong, 100%. So if someone comes to you and says, I have a religious belief, well then, we have a right to be protected, and you cannot discriminate against someone on the basis of their religion. So I tell you this, perhaps these nurses should file civil rights lawsuits saying they're being discriminated against, discriminated against based on their religion. And then perhaps what'll happen is I'll have to go to court and you'll get a judge to say, I see here that you've gotten a bunch of other vaccines. What's with this one? And then guess what? They'll have a legal defense, which would probably say something like the mRNA vaccine is substantively different from the, you know, um, more traditional attenuated virus vaccines or whatever, right? The idea being maybe, I'm not saying I know, but there is a difference there. You can say mRNA is messenger RNA that, that you know, tells the cells to make spike proteins. That is substantively different from putting a weakened version of the virus in your bloodstream and then having your body learn to fight it because viruses are a part of nature and blah, blah, blah. And they can make that argument. There's a lot of arguments they can make. And you know what? If that's their belief, I can't read their minds. So we defer to individual rights. That's not what's happening, though. They're actually saying they want to sacrifice all of these healthcare workers 
who may even have antibodies, natural immunity, they don't care. They don't even offer that as an option in many of these places. There's, there's, there's no exemption for this. Doesn't that seem strange? Espino says being forced to get the vaccine is similar to one of the most egregious crimes, saying it's almost like, and I don't want to be crude to say this, but like you're being expected to be raped, you know, take something into your body you don't want. That's not welcome, she said. Espino is a non-denominational Christian. She says she doesn't drink or smoke and she tries to eat healthy. She says it's been years and she's gotten a vaccine. I was not aware. And even as a nurse who went to college who studied microbiology and immunology, I was not aware that they used fetal cell lines in vaccines and some other vaccines, Espino said. This was all when I started researching the COVID vaccine. It was amazing to me that I didn't what I didn't know. That's another thing, too. We see that you've taken vaccines before. Therefore, your religious exemption is denied because certainly you're lying about your beliefs. Oh, I started believing this a month ago. Uh, People are allowed to adopt religious beliefs. Isn't this insane? Nagy also has problems with the use of, uh, you know, okay, so fetal cell line vaccines developed as he strongly opposes abortion. When asked how that would qualify him for a religious exemption, he said the law states that you don't have to belong to an organized denomination. Interesting. Nagy says he has previously been vaccinated for other illnesses, but after learning about the use of fetal cells, I can't turn back. According to the Oregon Health Authority, fetal cell lines are grown in laboratories from cells originally taken from fetal tissue. They can be grown indefinitely. OHA says COVID-19 vaccine developers used two historic cell lines taken from fetuses in the 1970s and 1980s. Producing vaccines that rely on these cell lines does not require new abortions because the cells reproduce themselves indefinitely in the laboratory, OAH, I'm sorry, OHA further explained. And I don't think that's going to change their opinions. That doesn't seem to, to, to matter. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. However, they do state that's true. And that's amazing. Leaders with the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints have also publicly supported the vaccine, saying in a statement, the church urges its members, employees and missionaries to be good global citizens and quell the pandemic by safeguarding themselves and others through immunization. When asked how her Christian based religion exemption holds up to these faith leaders, Espino said her faith is unique. As a Christian, I have the ability to interpret interpret God's word for me. And I believe that a matter of conscience for me to not get vaccinated. I mean, I got to be honest, I didn't anticipate the fetal cell line thing. And I think that's a that's right there. You have your argument. Case closed. You will not be able to argue that conservative Christians support abortion. They don't. And thus, they cannot support vaccination. I think there's issues. Sure. Um, We do want to have like vaccines are great. I think it's funny. A lot of people are like, Tim, you keep saying the vaccines are great. Yes, they are. Look, vir- the, the, the coronavirus is a novel virus. It's mutating. So I understand efficacy may be going down for a variety of reasons, but the vaccine does what it does. I'm not saying it's perfect. Of course not. But the mRNA technology, I've read a lot about it, is really, really amazing. They can, they can actually eliminate genetic diseases, hopefully in the long run, and create vaccines for a whole range of diseases. In this instance, though, it seems like what we're fighting is particularly unique somehow. Just, a, just a, 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 an amazing amalgamation of, of certain factors, which they say or try to, it didn't come from a lab. You see, the issue here for me 
isn't so much the mRNA vaccine. I've, I've read it uh, a lot about it. I think it's actually quite brilliant. They've talked about, you know, a Harvard article talks about how uh, you can target certain genetic, you know, abnormalities and then basically do a gene therapy through mRNA. The spike protein vaccines, they say, don't qualify as gene therapy because it doesn't go far enough into long term effects. That it's a short term development of spike proteins doesn't alter your genes in any substantive way. So, you know, a lot of people point to Harvard and say, aha, see, it is gene therapy. And I'm like, I understand the point they're making with a true gene therapy. You could have someone who's got like, you know, I I don't know, a genetic disease and through mRNA treatments actually start changing the genetic structure so that it cures them of that disease. That's that's the hope, you know, in the long term. The mRNA vaccine doesn't go that far. It's a a short term spike protein. But anyway, I digress. I'm not I I think a lot of people are heavily focused on, on the wrong thing. The virus, I believe, is what we should be questioning. Where it came from, why it was just so dang perfect, right? And all of the news and leaked documents we got about the chimeric virus production at the Wuhan lab, the people involved, the funding from, you know, Dr. Fauci's NIH when he's running it. We need to we need to be talking about perhaps the issue isn't the vaccine. It's that this virus seems to be very lucky, as it were. I think most people recognize, you know, statements from like John Stewart, that it's very likely this came from a lab. And if that's the case, the issue is not the vaccine. The issue is this virus that was chimerically produced to be more infectious. Now, I'm not saying that is the, the fact, right? What we have is all of this evidence, but the one link to the bridge because they're not admitting it. I think if you look at John Stewart, you look at all the documents, the leaked documents, we know they were developing bat coronavirus, chimeric human infection, respiratory illnesses. It's like, okay. And then one happens to emerge at Wuhan while you have a bunch of people saying there's a potential uh, a leak. There was a paper that came out saying people were being bitten by bats or peed on by bats. And it's like, okay. So maybe I think it's extremely likely, in which case I can understand why governments around the world are in a full blown panic over this. But it does seem like over time, the variants are becoming weaker. And I think people need to, need to recognize this as well. I'm not, for, I'm not in favor of the lockdowns. I'm not in favor of people being fired. But I will say the alpha variant, the, the alpha strain, I guess it's called, way more deadly. And it makes sense. If this was a lab leak, then you get this very potent virus starts killing people. So they say, we got to shut things down. Then you start getting, then over time, Natural selection takes place. Those who are most heavily impacted by COVID are less likely to travel, more likely to be quarantined. And so the more serious and and damaging strain is less likely to travel or infect others, partly due to us locking things down, wearing masks, etc. We get a series of variants gradually becoming less deadly, but gradually becoming more infectious. The Delta variant, they say, is less deadly, but more infectious. And it makes sense. The people who aren't showing symptoms will be more likely to transmit the virus. So if you have a weaker strain of the virus, it will be more likely to go unnoticed. Hence, Fauci said the reason why we said wear masks is because of asymptomatic transmission, which exists. Now, I'm not going to pretend to have all the answers. I'm not going to blindly trust these people keep changing what they're doing and then try to use a crisis for lockdown measures and ignore natural immunity or weekly testing. They want to come out and just say mandate, 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 or you're fired, but they're not providing any real option to deal with this. 
outside of our way or the highway. And that makes me believe a lot of what they're doing, if not most of it, is simply we have an opportunity to gain power, to empower ourselves. So we'll take it. If, 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 the, if our health leaders came out and said, here's what we're going to do. Antibody testing. If you, if you can test for the antibodies and you show immunity, you, you're, you're good. You don't need the vaccine. If you, or, or, or a negative test. Get a negative test, then come in. Okay. Or you get vaccinated. But they're not giving those options. In some instances, they do give those options, but mostly they don't. The government, Joe Biden, just comes out and says, do it or else. It doesn't seem to me like they're actually trying to stop this. It just, or, or actually, we can say they're completely incompetent. But I think at this point, there's been more than enough conversation to say, if we approached this rationally and reasonably, gave people choices that would actually provide more coverage in slowing the spread of the, of the variants of the, of the virus, and then more people, especially on the right, would feel comfortable with this. Look at these people who are Christian, conservative, or otherwise pro-life say, I don't want to do this. If they came out and said, we got you, how about an antibody test? Then they'd be like, oh, okay. All right. Now, some people I think would still say no. Some people would still resist, but you've got individual liberties to deal with. If you're scared and don't want to live in this world, then, then stay home. If you are scared to go outside because of a, a virus, then we can't have a hundred, you know, thousand people locked down because one person is scared. We can't do it. If you don't want to live this way, then you're going to have to figure things out for yourself. Exercise, take vitamins, you know, do, do what Fauci said, get sunlight. Yeah, he said all that stuff. In the meantime, what are we going to see? More of this. Hundreds being terminated. And when you terminate healthcare workers during a pandemic, you're going to get a lot of people asking questions. What is this really about? Deploying the National Guard to replace private sector workers you fired? Something isn't right here. Now, it could be, and I think this is important to mention, if this did leak from a lab, then uh, are you surprised at the reaction they're having, screaming, everyone's got to get vaccinated quick because it was a mistake? I don't know for sure. But I would certainly say, if this, if they came out and said this was a, a, a weaponized virus that leaked from a lab, I think you'd get a lot more people rushing to get vaccinated. At the same time, though, you have the problem of if they did manufacture the virus in the lab, why would anyone trust their vaccine? You got to consider that people often have medical exemptions or just outright live in the middle of nowhere and aren't worried about this. We'll see how this plays out. Terminating nurses during a pandemic seems dumb. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. I'd like to start this segment with a shout out to Ryan Long. He's a comedian. Many of you are probably familiar with him. He's hilarious. And he's got a new segment, a new bit where he's an expert and says, trust the experts because the experts agree. And then when his friend comes in and says, I'm an expert and I've read the data and come to a slightly different opinion, the one expert starts beating the crap out of the expert who disagrees because that's basically what happens. We have all these people in the mainstream media saying science is settled and the experts agree, even though the science changes often because that's what makes science science. And they say the experts agree, but there are plenty of doctors who do not agree. Certainly, I think there's a lot of crackpots and I don't trust Dr. Fauci because he's flip flopped back and forth. So who do you trust? Well, I always say this. Make sure you find an individual medical professional that you trust. And I think that's completely reasonable. Don't if you've got an issue with politics, you don't trust someone, find a better doctor. But what we're getting now is a one way street. 
You can go on social media and basically say anything so long as it fits the narrative. But if you question the narrative experts, you are banned. YouTube bans all anti-vaccine content, not just COVID-19 related. The New York Post reports, YouTube is banning several prominent anti-vaxxers from its site, including Robert F. Kennedy Jr., and will delete all content that suggests approved vaccines are harmful or don't work, the company said Wednesday. The online video platform, which is owned by Google, said in a blog post it is cracking down on content that falsely claims vaccines can cause chronic health effects. It is also targeting content that includes misinformation in the contents of approved vaccines. The new ban applies to all vaccines, not just COVID-19. This is how you enact despotism. There are a lot of people who uh, are anti-vax, and they believe a lot of things about vaccines that are not true. There are a lot of people who might exaggerate certain things about vaccines and create a false understanding or misinterpretation of it. You see, this is the game. I had Jack Murphy on the Tim Castile podcast a couple weeks ago. He's back tonight. This should be fun. We got Seamus Coglin in town as well. It's going to be the Illinois boys. Make sure you go check out Tim Castile on YouTube and podcasts and whatever. And uh, we had him on. He was talking about his son wanting to play sports. His son, in order to play sports, would have to get vaccinated. Jack does not believe the vaccine will hurt his son. His son will be fine. He just doesn't know if it's necessary And the state is effectively mandating it, forcing him to go through it. It's a very difficult position to be in because you want your kid to thrive and and to uh, chase his passions. And the state is basically saying, oh, yeah, we got to do this thing. Here's the game. Okay, YouTube. I I have a lot of people who are like, Tim, why are you a shill for vaccines? Guys, vaccines are awesome. Now, you want to talk about long-term health effects on, on mRNA stuff? Okay, we can have a conversation about that because that's currently under in the process. The studies are currently undergoing, though the FDA has approved the community vaccine, which is, as they say, interchangeable with the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine. Talking about any medical issue in general, saying that you are not allowed to have opinions opposing this is the slippery slope. Am I supposed to come out and be like, this is a good thing because they're wrong? No. I do think they're wrong, by the way. I think I actually did an interview with people at the CDC. I've investigated this. And I think what you typically hear is, yes, we know there are adverse events. We have VAERS specifically because of this. Some people have severe adverse events. You got to talk to a medical professional you trust. And the hope is a bit utilitarian in that sense that more people will benefit from the vaccine than will be harmed by it. And, And the harm really is minuscule. You know, people like to go to the vaccine adverse event reporting system and they pull examples saying, see, this proves it. And I'm like, guys, there there, there are a lot of reports going into VAERS. I understand that. But we also have a max, a mass nationwide vaccination event. My issue is with the authoritarianism. They will approach a normal, you know, regular run of the mill person and say, here's the data on vaccines. And when I look at it, I'm like, that's actually great. It's rather promising. Now, as to whether someone wants to get it is between them and their doctor and their their health issues and their religious beliefs and not me or the state or, you know, even a private business within reason, especially considering we would need to have a legislative process and public debate and long term studies. But that's that, that that's not for me to say, right, what you try, choose to do with your body. We've, we've, we have people on the show all the time. We're vaccinated. Our guests the other night were talking about how they got vaccinated. And I'm like, that's great. You do your thing, right? We're, we're about freedom and individualism. The problem here is it's an exploit. When you go to a regular person who will be like, yeah, vaccines are cool. Then they say, see, shouldn't we have the ability to ban anyone who dare oppose our narrative? 
That's the problem. We're supposed to have free and open discourse. But when it comes to political issues surrounding the approved narrative, it is being destroyed. We're going to go back in time, my friends. This is, this is, this is what, one thing I've been warning about since the dawn of the censorship debate. There was a period where you had but four broadcast towers. I mean, maybe five, whatever. But you had basically NBC, CBS, ABC, and these were the big channels. And opinion was filtered through them. Most people only heard what they were told on the TV. And often it was wrong. One of the greatest things the United States has going for it, well, for a while, was decentralization. Why did our economy expand? Why was there so much innovation? Why did we become so powerful? Because we had big, open, empty spaces to try things, to experiment, decentralized authority, but it's centralizing. So we, we eventually come to radio and then television, and then we start getting homogenized opinion. There are benefits for sure unified public opinion, people marching behind the main narrative because it's the only thing they hear, and no one really having access to information to challenge it. But is that really the country that we want? Centralized propaganda distribution from the state, from state-approved sources? No. You see, the way I see it is, there's a lot of benefits to mass communication. But what we need is an ability to challenge mainstream narratives, And if the true narrative from the establishment is correct and effective, it should win out. If the ideas are bad, they should lose out. Shutting down people you disagree with without actually challenging their ideas does not prove. I'll quote Tyrion Lannister, Game of Thrones. uh, Cutting out a man's tongue does not prove him wrong. It simply proves you fear what he might say. It's a brilliant quote. And so this is what the the, the problem I I see from this is. The internet is vast. Timcast.com allows us to publish stories YouTube doesn't want us to talk about. Typically, you know, a lot of people think that we, we set up Timcast.com and the members only segment specifically because we, we shield our real opinions. That's not true. My real opinions are on YouTube. There's just some things we try to be delicate about because we don't want to get banned. We want to make sure there's that opportunity for people to go to Timcast.com. But for the most part, it's just bonus content. Now, we can talk about certain issues in public debate that YouTube doesn't allow. And that's the interesting thing. You know, when I had Steve Bannon on, I very much disagree with him when it comes to widespread voter fraud. And I get it. I've seen a lot of the arguments from a lot of people. I am still uh, working, you know, we're, we're, we're working through trying to figure out what's going on with, with Arizona. A lot of people think we're going to immediately just jump at the, the latest publication and be like, there you go. We got we to gotta dig through this stuff, man. And for the most part, We can't really talk about a lot of it on YouTube because we don't know if they're going to be honest. That's the issue. Censorship is a real problem. Hopefully, people watching this show and watching Timcast IRL will find Timcast.com and then hear those debates. Because I'll tell you why it's important. Steve Bannon, smart guy. I have tremendous respect for him. He's awesome. I'm, I'm grateful for him coming on the show, but we disagree on some things. and That's cool. You know, we're allowed to. He believes there's fraud. I don't think there is. So we have this debate. The problem is YouTube won't allow him to say his side of the debate for which I could argue against. One of the things I pointed out when it came to the 2020 election and what we're seeing in California and what we're seeing moving forward, Democrats got ground game. They control media institutions, social media. They ban ideas that they that that oppose their narrative. That's how they control things. So when people say like, there's no way Biden got 81 million votes, I'm like, dude, did you do a survey of your friends and family? I'm someone from a big urban center, Chicago. 
And I know people in Chicago who hate Democrats, have always hated Democrats. And I know people who skateboard. And skateboarders don't care about politics. They never talk about it. They say, shut up. I don't want to hear about it. And these people were walking out and they were voting. And I'm like, you got to understand what universal mail-in voting does. Now, does that mean I know definitively what's going on? Of course not. I just think if your immediate conclusion is to jump to the conspiracy, you may miss what's right in front of you. Republicans need that ground game. And you know what? Whatever you think about fraud or whatever, it is a fact. Republicans need better ground game. And they're at a disadvantage due to population density in rural areas. Anyway, I digress. We have that debate. But the thing Steve Bannon says on in that debate, YouTube would ban. So how am I supposed to justify my positions even when I say, hey, I think this is wrong? How do I do it? You see, this is the problem. YouTube hopes out of sight, out of mind, that if we simply purge all of this, it'll be all over. Except Alex Jones still has a website, band.video and other URLs. He's still on the radio everywhere. He still gets millions of views, and I'm sure it did have an impact. They were probably thinking like, we shouldn't put this guy on the front page of YouTube where it's going to get billions of views. But that doesn't change the fact that you can still share his videos. People still watch his videos. And you can't just shut this conversation down. All you do is prove you fear what they might say. So I tell you this, man. I am, I am, I am not anti-vaxxer. Although the media just says whatever stupid trash anyway. Most people aren't. Of course, there are, there are some people who are. When it comes to the mRNA vaccine, someone comes to me with a religious, you know, question about um, certain contents in the vaccine, or they state that they're waiting for long-term effects, or they want to know the risk to, to pregnancies. These are all things you can find on the CDC website. You don't come to me for advice. You go, you go to them. And I'm like, shouldn't we be allowed to have these questions? No. You see what YouTube wants to be? YouTube wants to be a network. They don't want to be YouTube. They want to be us tube. So perhaps you say they, they, they don't mind me. Because we agree. We, we, we agree on, on a lot of basic issues, establishment narratives in a sense. Now, that being said, I absolutely do challenge the mainstream narratives all the time. And I rag on the media for lying all the time. And I suppose they find that decently acceptable. So for me, I'm not banned just yet. But to be, but to, uh, but to be, uh, to be real, there are certain topics like voter fraud debate that we need to have off of YouTube. Otherwise, they'd, they'd ban us for talking about it or talking about things like ivermectin, again, which I am not a proponent of. I've, I've read a lot of this. And you know what my fear is? I, I feel like too many people might have a counter-dependent identity. We had some, some, we've had some really great people on Timcast IRL. One guest was talking about counter-dependent identities where they believe things based on opposing the other. I think this is predominantly among the establishment left, but does exist among the right as well. And so you'll see the, you know, if Dr. Fauci says something dumb, you don't agree with the mandates, you don't believe in the lockdowns, you know the media lies, so you say, I don't trust them. But then you hear some other doctor on YouTube say something and you're like, I'm going to choose to trust him. Why? I don't trust anybody. I mean, okay, that's a bit bold, but for the most part, I don't trust people randomly online. I want to see the evidence. You know, I read the story from the New York Post. I have varying degrees of trust for many different institutions and establishment uh, um, organizations. But for the most part, I think everyone's got their agenda and some's good, some, some is good and some is bad. And I certainly think that uh, I got to be honest. I, I, I told you this. I talked to the CDC, one of the higher ups. I think I talked to like the guy who runs it. I can't remember. It's been a while. 
And I was like, a lot of people are concerned about negative impacts from vaccination. And they don't lie about it. They say, yeah, of course, any medication is going to have side effects. And sometimes they're severe. We're just hoping that more people benefit than are hurt by it. And the reality is it's overwhelming benefit. A lot of people have said, Tim, they've talked about uh, efficacy of the vaccines. Yes, this is a fact. For older people, we have seen efficacy decline. There have been several studies, particularly out of Israel. However, there are also several studies we have that we've published on Timcast saying that the, the you know, Pfizer and Moderna remain overwhelmingly effective in dealing with this. A lot of people say, oh, but if you get vaccinated, you can still get COVID, as if to say your likelihood is the same. You can still get COVID, but your likelihood is dramatically reduced. Now, listen, I'm not here to argue what it means to be efficacious, effective or otherwise. That's for you and your doctor. I don't know what YouTube's editorial guidelines are where they decide to draw that line. The point is, and I should talk about some of these other issues that are happening because DeSantis is moving forward, coming after Facebook over this stuff. They will come to someone like me and say, hey, Tim, you think anti-vaxxers are wrong, right? And I'll be like, I think for the most part they're wrong. Yeah, I'm, I'm certainly willing to entertain any, any debate or conversation. Yeah, yeah. So we shouldn't allow them to speak. And then I say no. But too many people will say yes, the easy path. And where will, be, where will we be in 10 years? You will once again have the ivory tower of propaganda telling you what is true and what isn't. And the ability of people like me to challenge the establishment to fact check will no longer exist. It is the cliffs, the cliffs eroding. And while I may be standing fairly closely to land far away from those cliffs, this is what they do. Eventually, they'll say anyone who opposes the war, anybody who spreads misinformation about weapons of mass destruction in Iraq will be removed from YouTube. You see, that's the plan. That's, that, that's the point. They approach you with something reasonable. They did this with, um, there was this security act about like stopping trafficking. And they were like, we shouldn't allow websites an exemption when it comes to trafficking. And I'm like, me and many others, of course they talk about trafficking. Because what good, good American would ever support trafficking? But what they're really doing is saying we would like to give ourselves arbitrary powers of enforcement that you can't argue against. Gradually and then suddenly. But let's talk about the real, the real issues here. DeSantis is pushing election officials to investigate Facebook. I'll give you the gist of this story. There was a Facebook program reported by The Wall Street Journal that said there are about five million VIP whitelisted individuals who are allowed to post, break the rules not be held accountable. On Twitter, Laura Loomer banned. She was running for public office. Twitter allows her opponent to be on the platform, but not her. Sorry, she broke the rules. You see the game being played? That is right there, the overt consequence of what YouTube and others are doing with the censorship. They will convince you, hate speech is wrong. We must censor. And then you say, okay, well, we don't like hate speech. I don't like hate speech. What is hate speech, you say? Disparaging individuals on arbitrary means, such as race or, or, or national origin or things like that. I think if you want to criticize ideologies, you should be allowed to. So that's not hate speech. But I think if you're, uh, well, to be, to be honest, I think you, should, you have a right to your opinion, no matter what your opinion is. But hate speech is, is, is typically, and if we're, we're trying to be honest about what people mean when they say it, like, being racist, disparaging someone on the basis of race. Hey, I think that's bad. I don't like it. I don't think people should do it. But I certainly appreciate when racists say these things. You know why? 
then I know they're racist. And then I can say, I don't want to associate with you or do business with you. Imagine these people who are taking money and empowering racism, like legit real racism, like they really hate other people on the basis of race. And you don't know. Let's say you sell mattresses and there's someone you cut a great deal with and you're like, this is fantastic. And then you later realize the the deal you're cutting them is providing them uh, extra resources towards promoting racism. You'd be like, that sucks. I don't want to do that. So by all means, let them say they're garbage so I know to avoid them. So we as a society can say we argue against this. What they're trying to do. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Is gain control, win elections, dominate the narrative, and shut down anyone who dare oppose them. There is a real American public. They don't like war. That's one thing all of the populists agree on. They do not like war. But the war machine, the military industrial complex, whatever you want to call it, does not want to give up its ability to wage war. The United States petrodollar, the global system, international settlements, whatever you want to call it. Some people say the Illuminati, the globalists. Well, you've got special interests that want the United States going overseas, blowing people up so that they control, they, they can control resources and then just have authority and access and power over others. The American people don't care for that. The American people overwhelmingly just want to be left alone, raise their kids, eat a nice slice of pizza with their son, play catch, teach their daughters about, you know, how to how to fight the machine and break that glass ceiling. And you think I'm kidding. I think most people want to see their you know daughters break the glass ceiling, no doubt. Just because social justice warriors kind of ruin a lot of these narratives doesn't mean it's not true that most people want to see their children succeed. And that's what they want for their for their kids. Instead, what do we get? The media wants to promote a narrative of war. What are we getting out of Afghanistan? It's a narrative of war. The, the Mark Milley, we warned Biden to leave 2,500 troops in Afghanistan or this would happen. And then what? The neocons are going to be like, aha, Biden, what a loser. They're trying to restore the, 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 the faux two-party uniparty system where the neocons are like, Democrats are bad. Don't you agree? We should have kept our troops there. If we want to have a strong populist movement, we must allow everyone to express their opinions to challenge the establishment. But what the machine wants, they want to be able to have whitelisted specials, individuals who are allowed to say whatever they want. We know it. We've seen it. If you espouse the establishment narrative, be it Democrat or neocon, you're fine. But if you're one of these populists, typically on the right, sometimes on the left, and you challenge the establishment, they're going to find a reason to remove you. Steven Crowder got multiple strikes for challenging, uh, I'm sorry, for, for simply stating CDC data. I believe that was one strike. It's not about whether or not you are following any rules. It's about the YouTube and the media and the government trying to establish a set of rules that are ever expanding and vague. That way, when they say it was misinformation, they eliminate anyone who dare oppose them. Imagine you have 99 scientists who all say the sky is blue and one says the sky is green. And then over time, people aren't really talking about it. There's a big effort among social media to claim the sky is green and a bunch of people fearing being excised from, the, from their, their cult start agreeing the sky is green. Eventually, you get to a point where you have about 10 of those scientists out of 100 saying the sky is green. 
Unfortunately for us, those scientists also have good connections at social media. So social media began suppressing and oppressing those scientists who say the sky is blue. Eventually, almost no one is saying the sky is blue. And the only thing you hear in the press is the sky is green. Now you might sit here and be like, I know the sky. I'm looking at it. These people are nuts. But if you speak up, they will ban you. Where does that lead us? Your children. They will grow up only ever hearing the sky is green. And they'll say, I don't know, that's what it's, how it's always been. That's what's happening. They are excising people, the majority, from the narrative to en- en- enact a cultural revolution. Now, it may not be intentional. Believe whatever you want to believe. It's certainly what is happening. So I will tell you this. I do not like anti-vaxxers. Like, I'm talking about legit anti-vaxxers. I do not like th- their, their, their cause, okay? Now, to be fair... Many of them may, be, may just be saying liberty and choice. That's fine. I don't like the idea that people uh, would spread misinformation. I'm fact checking these news, news outlets all of the time. I can't stand it. I hate it when they lie, when they manipulate. I don't care if you're a small activist or a major corporation. So when I see the overt anti-vax rhetoric that exaggerates certain things, I'm like, can we, can we just be sane and rational? Can we say something like I have concerns and it's my choice? And I'm like, you're right. It's your choice. Have a nice day. Instead, what we get is people who believe, you know, extreme things in any direction, trying to demand the state enforce their worldview. Well, with the left, they're winning. That's my issue. I want intelligent debate. I want skepticism. I don't think you should go and trust, you know, Dr. Brett Weinstein simply because he's not Dr. Fauci. I think if you trust him, it should be because you reviewed his analysis and his data and the, and, and the, the, the countervailing narrative, and then make a determination for yourself on what you think seems to be the most accurate. If someone is worthy of your respect and trust, it's because they've earned it. I will not just trust someone simply because they're the opposition. That being said, we need to have this kind of discourse. I think the gamble from the establishment is if we can ban anyone who dare oppose establishment narrative, within 10 or 15 years, all that will be left is establishment narrative. And then you get homogenization and Unfortunately, I think centralization is a mistake. It makes you sluggish. The, uh, this, this country succeeded on decentralization, and it's going to weaken us severely. It is a fool's game. You can try to be the despot. You can gain some power and control in some way. Decentralization is key, though. That's what we're, we're standing up for, is the ability for people to express their opinions, to do the research themselves, and to be heard. Otherwise, you get chaos, stagnation, and authoritarianism. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. over at youtube.com slash Timcast. Thanks for hanging out, and I will see you all then. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply.